The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is In This League. Overtime. Some of the best from Chris Welsh and Scott Bogman on the In This League podcast network. Now, it's time for OT. Let's talk fantasy baseball. Very special ITL guest line today. One of the best in the business, one of our good friends, and a man that uh, he owns Bogman. That's essentially what it is. Towered Bender, Roto Buzz guy. You can catch him over at Fantasy Alarm, of course. And you can uh, see him hosting Fantasy Alarm on Sirius XM Monday through Friday. Can't get enough of that, of course. Howard, how are you? Are you doing as good as I'm doing right now? Well, absolutely. If, if as good as you're doing right now is in anticipation of watching mm-hmm. Bogman make himself sick, absolutely. You know how I, stupid I am, by the way? I'm looking at my <laughs> rankings. How I, stupid are you? <laughs> I still have Tanaka over Keichel. Why? Why would I do that? That's stupid. Because you're a masochist? I guess. It, I makes, it makes me so happy. It was a great moment uh, last time. I love when Bogman, he, he puffs up and then the bets come and then they, you know, they fail. Like, I lose bets to Bogman, but Bogman losing a bet to guess, it's a beautiful thing. Howard, will you... Give a, a little synopsis breakdown to maybe the uninitiated on like your connection with peeps and like how it goes down for you. Is it Easter that you do it? Just explain it for us. Um, yeah. So Easter Sunday, I grew up in a very uh, Puerto Rican Dominican neighborhood. I was the lone Jewish kid in this sea of Latinos. And, you know, I used to go all my friends, the girls I used to date, I used to go to their houses and, and, you know, hang out with their families and come Easter. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever like had kosher chocolate that they like dole out to you at Passover. It sucks. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you've ever had like the Hanukkah stuff, which like the gold coins and, you know, you peel them open, and you got kind of like a waxy chocolatey taste. Oh, yeah. 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 So, oh, yeah. So I, I that's how I like thought, you know, holiday chocolate used to taste until, you know, a friend of mine's mom made me an Easter basket. Wow. Just (laughs) wow. New world, right? And, you know, and I think it was, it was, you know, she put peeps randomly in there. She didn't give, like, they didn't have like the box of peeps to give, you know, like the small, like three packs that they serve right now. So she just scattered some peeps into this, you know, green grass with the jelly beans and the chocolate bunny. And, I guess it was the first time that I like bit into one that it was it was a little stale, so it was a little crunchy on the outside, yet still chewy, delicious on the inside. And I was absolutely in heaven, and uh, <laughs> and and that was that was it for me. And and peeps were uh, one of my favorite things. It was a nice Easter indulgent, and it got so gluttonous that I could I had to just limit myself to Easter Sunday, and that was it. So now I do people palooza. Where on Easter Sunday I do nothing but eat peeps all day long, and I try to uh, I try to break the record every year. Do you have? Do you like? Is it an actual like like Guinness record, or is it like no, the no, Howard no. record? It's a personal. You know, you see all these guys on YouTube, like you know, cramming 120 peeps into their face, and you know, Crazy. in like a 10 minute span. Those guys, they do it, and then they end up throwing up. Yeah. Because you can't, you physically cannot put that much marshmallow into your body uh, in such a short period of time. Great. So me, I'm built for comfort. I'm not built for speed. So I don't, I don't care about you know how short a time period it is. I like to savor and enjoy peeps throughout my entire day. So for me, it's just it's a 24-hour session. You know, sometimes well, I'll call the Welsh stupid. But yeah. today he's very, very smart because what this has done is make me even more nervous. So <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm I'm really happy about this. And uh, you know, Welsh, you you are sometimes a very, very smart man. And that was uh, uh, as way to go. Bit. So that was Howard. Can we go eat peeps now? We don't even. Well, need no, to talk well, about we got we got we got a whole interview to do. We I mean, it is episode. That. We can just eat it, peeps, right? It's very special. It's episode <laughs> two hundred. It's our two hundredth episode. 
Uh, we've got, you know, one of the winners of 2017 FSTA radio show of the year. Uh, one of my favorite people, Howard Bender. Well, it's a record, by the way. What was the what, what is your personal record? Was it last year? Didn't you do like 180? No, no, no. It's not that disgusting. It's oh, disgusting, it but it's crazy. not that. Dis- uh, 137 right now is the personal record. Oh, wow. Do you think you're going to top it this year? Yeah, everybody wants me to. You know, here's the problem is that it's uh, it's April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. Um, the night before is actually my wife and mine anniversary. Oh, so we always so end up going out for like a, we go for a big steak dinner and stuff like that. So, I mean, I usually like to start at midnight, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to start at midnight this year just because I have all that steak in me there. And I don't know. Meat and marshmallows. I don't really know if that mixes <laughs> too well. I don't know why uh, that needs to be someone. Maybe you will have to go year. for a little bit of speed next Please, year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Please, someone name their fantasy team name Meat and Marshmallows because I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, in here just a little bit after we uh, talk some fantasy baseball with uh, our our dear friend Howard Bender, we are going to flip it over to the YouTube channel where you guys can watch it. But you know, if there are some highlights, we will play some highlights after that. So. Um, very glad to have you on, Howard. And uh, the SiriusXM stuff has been going fantastic. Fantasy Alarm looks like it's going killer. You guys look like you are kicking ass and taking names this uh, this uh, draft season. Yeah, we're really tearing it up. I mean, you know, adding Jim Bowden to the team, he came to us. Yeah, which man. Was even, which was the best part about it, too, was that um, we were sitting here and, and we had just gone through a little transition over at Alarm. And I took over the show uh, on Sirius XM in April. Yeah, it was like right at the start of the baseball season last year. You know year. what, Howard? I don't know if you remember this. You came on the week after, like you, like we had you scheduled for the week you started, and then you and I chatted, and you're just like, hey, let me just get through the first week. We had you on like the day after your first week uh, taking over that. I oh, remember. Did I, did I make any sense whatsoever? You, you, you made completely. A I, yeah, you made a very <laughs> smart bet. You, you were actually on your game, Howard. <laughs> Yeah, what was that bet? Can we ref- just refresh? Like, I know that I won because you it guys was, keep telling me. It was five me. by five Keiko versus Tanaka. And yeah, I had was Keiko. defending. Ke- you had Keiko, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah, good uh, for you me. Know, you know what the best part is? Howard <laughs> didn't even remember the f- bet. That's great. Yep. No, you know, you know, the best part is that I also owned Tanaka in, uh, I think it was the Sirius XM Host League, and just got royally douched from him. And and I guess, you know, deep down it was just uh, I was okay with it because I knew somewhere, somehow there was goodness to come. It's such a beautiful thing. God, I love it. I love it. Well, uh, we're going to we'll have to hit up Howard for all his good connections because they are killing over at Fantasy Alarm and all the great stuff that he does, of course, and uh, steal you as much as we possibly can. But let's get into it. We got some baseball to talk about, uh, of course, because drafts are hitting up. And that's what kind of this episode is. With the draft, not just about episode 200 and Bogman eating peeps, even though that's probably 80% of the cume here. <laughs> uh, we're talking also just about some actual draft prep. Um, you know, I posed this question as just a Tanaka one I put on our sheet, but let me ask you both ends of how about the guys, the man, the men of the hour for Masahiro Tanaka and for Dallas Keuchel. How do you see these guys? You know, is Tanaka, like, let's call it a prime SB2? Is he better as a three? Keuchel, for me, we just talked about this in a previous episode. Keuchel is the start of where I'm not comfortable as an SP1. Like the pitcher before him is my last comfortable starting pitcher one. Keuchel is not an SP1. So what do you think about Keuchel and Tanaka, Howard? Um, I mean, listen, if you're if you're building a, a pitching staff, then, yeah, I would consider – I would consider – I rank Keuchel as an SP2, like top of the heap of the SP2s. Yeah, he's number um, one for two. And Tanaka for me, he's further down. He's uh, – you know, he's probably – uh, late SP2, early SP3 at this point. I mean, obviously, we, we still have to worry about the uh, the partially torn UCL. Now, I know he's been able to plow through it, and everything seems to have been fine, but there are obviously issues that he is having. And he was so up and down the beginning of last season, and he never really found his, his center. Um, so I still worry about him a, a lot, even though, you know, you're you're bringing in uh, you know, Sonny Gray for a full season here. And, you know, Tanaka might not have the pressure or feel the pressure uh, as much. But, I mean, I'm still not fully comfortable with him. I love Keiko. I love everything that he does. I love everything he brings to the table. That's a sexy, sexy ground ball rate. 
and I love a good, sexy ground ball rate. The injuries are uh, just a, a little nerve-wracking there. The pinched nerve in his neck, um, it was a vertebrae thing, which, you know, I mean, they could fix it with surgery, which would knock him out for a really, really long time. So rest and rehab, chiropractic care uh, is going to help him. But, you know, I expect that he's going to miss some time at some point this season because it will crop up again. I still rank him ahead of Tanaka, though. Do you have what about shares on these guys? Do you like we're not going crazy on shares right now, but if you found yourself, I'd even throw in you do the fantastic. If people don't, you know, try to partake in it, the mock draft army, which uh, Howard has been doing for a long time, is a, is a great tool. And we've always been huge, you know, pluses on as many mock drafts as you can do as we do our mock draft episodes. Have you found yourself via mocks or via real drafts? Even though you have Keichel ahead, have you found yourself owning equal shares, more Keichel shares, or maybe even not even getting either one of these guys? Probably more Keichel shares than than Tanaka shares. But, you know, I mean, when it comes down to – I mean, and that's just from mock drafts. When it comes down to a, a real draft, I, I don't think I've had – I don't think I've housed either one of them yet. I've got a couple of more drafts still to go, so I'm not – dead in the water with these guys but um yeah the, the shares will probably be a little lighter this year than they were last year bogman you care to take a uh, <laughs> bet this year no absolutely not i'm not gonna bet sure? on well look the reason that i took the bet is because i don't like keichel's health and howard already mentioned that you know he's got the the pinched nerve and it can flare up at any time and you know tanaka kind of has the same thing with the ucl i just kind of feel like if if Tanaka was going to go out with the UCL injury, that it was already going to happen. And, and it hasn't happened. I feel like we're may, not completely out of the woods, but now we're kind of out of the woods on that. So I, I just, I, I'm actually with Howard. I don't think I've had shares of either one of these pitchers in any of my drafts yet. I've been kind of targeting Tanaka, I think, a little bit just because I've had a. Uh, Howard, have you found yourself at all finding. Any specific form of how you've been drafting this year as far as like I, I have not I'm not typically not taking starting pitching before probably the fifth round. And sometimes it's even been like I'll go six, seven, boom, boom. Maybe it's five, six or and five and seven. But I don't find myself drafting pitchers in the top four. Are you trying to anchor yourself with, um, you know, even if I don't know who you consider elite, you know, as low as a Verlander, Granky, maybe a Darvish or as high as like I got to get Syndergaard, Bumgarner, or something like that? Um, there are times where I'll turn around. It depends on where I am in the draft. Like if I'm sitting there, if it's a 12 teamer and I'm at the the tail end of the draft, I might just go hitter, uh, with one of the elite starters. You know, I mean, if, for me, if, if it's not going to be, uh, Kluber, Thor, Bumgarner, uh, sale or Scherzer, Scherzer. Nah, I'm not even. I'm not even into Kershaw. You know, Kershaw dealing with the back issue. Uh, I'm, that's not going away either. You know, I mean, we we know. Are you that not the, into it because it's the first round? Or are you not into it because you'd rather have the other guys, even if you had the option at like twelve or thirteen? It's actually both. Like, I'll take if 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 Scherzer and and Kershaw are sitting there, and I'm picking on the wheel. Um, I would actually be more inclined to doing like a Scherzer sale or a Scherzer Kluber double tap. Uh, as opposed to grabbing Kershaw because, yeah, listen, this is one of those situations where you look at it and you say, I'm trying to minimize my risk in the in the early rounds. Now, obviously, every pitcher is at risk for an injury, but Kershaw has shown for the last two years that, that he's, his back is not healthy. It will flare up on him, and he's not a lock to make 30 to 33 starts uh, over the course of a full season. So because of that, I'm just – I'm out. Because it's already established that in the last two seasons. So that's kind of why I'm avoiding him for the most part. But, you know, again, like if, if one of those elite guys is available to me inside the, uh, you know, somewhere in the second or third round, never the first, but in second or third, then I'll, I'll grab one of those elite guys. If not, then I'll sit and I'll wait and I'll start building my pitching staff with Nola, Quintana, Heichel and you know and and kind of pair up uh two second tier guys i like it what about the you know we're arizona homers and we have talked to death about the humidor but everybody seems to have a different type of opinion on it so i just want to know what kind of drop did you have on d-backs hitters 
do to the humidor, specifically Goldie? Not, not really any. Like I know, I've looked at the numbers, and I've looked, and you know, and everybody talks about a twenty-five percent drop in power that happened in cores, and now you're looking at Arizona where the humidity is less, uh, so there could be even more of an effect on it. I get that, but you know what, Goldie's Goldie, and Goldie's Thank just. You. Raw power, just raw power, and the dude will rake no matter where he is. Humidor or no humidor, I think he's fine. Um, I don't, I haven't seen anything in his splits that you know indicates that being in Chase Field is the reason that he's hitting for so much power. He's just doing it anywhere. Guy like Jake Lamb, same thing. It's just pure raw power. But if you're talking about a guy like AJ Pollock or Chris oh, Owings man. or Cattell Marte. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, well, yeah, those those big power hitters like <laughs> Cattell Marte and <laughs> Souza. Souza's there now. Nick Ahmed. Um, oh, you know, well, Souza, you know, 30 home runs in Tampa Bay. So again, I don't really downgrade him. Maybe he only hits 25 this year, but that's really all I'm really hoping for or expecting from Souza anyway. I don't expect him to to crack the 30 home run barrier. So I think if anything, it's just going to kind of benefit guys like Taiwan Walker, uh, maybe Zach Godley, Corbin. Uh, Cor- Corbin's more of a ground baller, but you know I still think that you know it'll obviously help him uh, a little bit too. Not enough that I'm like upgrading these pitchers to you know a, a round or two, but you know I'm also not downgrading all their hitters too much. There, I'll wait and see what the what the data shows, but. Considering that Zach, the, I didn't hear your name, by the way. There was a certain Zach that was left out of your mentions. Granky. Uh, oh, geez. What's going on with this dude, right? <laughs> I know. But that, I, I mean, that that we've been having a lot of conversation about overall. and We've been killing a little bit the whole the velocity drop and just the, the overall issues. Maybe he's hiding stuff from the media, but then he's not going to be out for opening day. And I said it earlier. He's like kind of like this enigma. He's one of these guys where he takes, what, the benefit from the humidor, but the drop in velocity, the injury stuff, he seems to be counteracting whatever plus the humidor might have given pitcher. In this league overtime. Want more? Go to inthisleague.com. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to In This League Overtime. Some of the best from the In This League Podcast Network. Find all their shows and more of what you've heard at InThisLeague.com. Let's talk fantasy baseball. Well, I was okay with the talk about the drop in velocity, and I thought he was being a little tongue-in-cheek when he said, I don't know, man, you know, I, I sit here and I worry about whether or not I've lost it. I mean, he said that, you know, because every year... He has he starts off with a dip in velocity and he's got to build himself up by the end of spring in yeah, order to do last it. Spring too. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, oh man, Greg, he's done. Oh, I don't know if he's got it anymore. <laughs> so I'm sure that some of that was tongue in cheek for him. So you know, I wasn't all that concerned. But then, you know, I mean, just back to back sessions where it's just really it, it's just it does he doesn't look comfortable right now when he's throwing. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the problem. So I don't know if it's just, you know, the, the poster boy for Zoloft is like suddenly wrapped up in his head again, or, <laughs> you know, is he just kind of, you know, is he really fighting through something that he's not really talking about? Yeah. Which probably is something to that. Um, moving along here in, you had a piece in the New York post that I thought was really interesting. You were kind of talking, the, the whole focus was a little bit about like late shortstop power, maybe even a little middle infield. Uh, but it seemed like a lot of it was centered around Addison Russell as a late target. Yeah, can you talk about that? And I mean, people obviously should check out the uh, the article, but maybe you could talk a little bit about what's in there that I haven't heard a lot of people 
talking about targeting a guy like Addison Russell, where more people seem to be avoiding because of the Cubs kind of quote unquote rotation they've got with multiple uh, of you know infielders, outfielders. Yeah, but really, where's that rotation going to end up? I mean, you know, Brown's locked in at third. I got that. Addison Russell's a natural shortstop. Defensively, he's better than anybody out there at the position. Um, you've got Javi Baez. He's at second base. I mean, really, do we really think that that the tandem of Alberto Almora and Jason Hayward are actually going to hold back uh, Ian Happ? I mean, Madden's going to move Happ around all over the place. Um but he's still going to find a way to get him enough at-bats. I don't think Addison Russell is really going to lose enough playing time to warrant you know, just avoiding him outright in drafts. I mean, listen, he's dropping ADP-wise. He's, he's at the bottom of the barrel. He's really not being sought out by anybody. And, I mean, remember when this guy was with the A's a couple of years ago? He was the be-all, end-all. I remember when he got traded to the Cubs and everybody was like, holy crap. How's he, you know, the Cubs have like, you know, three of the top shortstops in the game. They had Starlin Castro, Addison Russell, and, and Javi Baez. They had Glaber Torres, too, at the time. Uh, they oh, did. They yeah. Glaber in the, uh, in the system as well. So, I mean, you know, everybody was like all flipped out about that. And now, so my whole article was about those post-hype sleepers, guys who were getting crazy, crazy buzz, and now it's completely died down. People forget that Russell was dealing with some, some shoulder issues last year. If you look at his first two seasons, you saw a growth from year one to year two. It wasn't, you know, I mean, the power increase was huge. The batting average still sucked, but there was positivity. You could see in the plate discipline numbers. There was, there was growth from year to year. Then year three, the year that, they, you know, players usually put this together – um, he dealt with a shoulder problem throughout the season, and it just kind of hin- hindered him in a way that he wasn't able to be as productive or take that next step forward. Now, here we are. Everybody's like, ugh, gross, Addison Russell. I don't want him. <laughs> Nobody's talking about him at all. But, I mean, again, here's a shortstop whose glove will keep him on the field, uh, who's got 20 home run power, and all he needs to do is pick up the batting average a little bit, show a little bit more patience at the plate, draw a few extra walks. I'm pretty confident that he's going to be able to do it. I like it. I, I like the I like the claim on there. And there's some other good ones in there. You write about uh, Peraza, Marte, who we talked about. So I suggest people go check it out. New York Post article from Howard Bender. What else we got, Boggs? I want to know what your perfect type of draft looks like, Howard. Like, what position are you picking out of? What who are who are the guys that you're building your power and your speed around? And what are you doing with your pitching staff and closers? What does that look like for you? Well, if we're talking just a straight 12-team league, um, ideally so far, I like picking near the tail end of the, of the first round. Um, if I can't have, you know, picks one, two, or three, and I don't even like the second pick. I don't like the assumption that I have to take Jose Altuve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I prefer the tail end of that draft, that first round, where I can look through you know, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Manny Machado, Freddie Freeman. All those guys are kind of hanging out over there at the uh, at the back end. So what I usually find myself doing over there is I grab one of those, you know, nice little power hitters, a, a corner guy, uh, and then pair him up with a, with a high-end starter. Um, what I've kind of found out now over the last, I don't know, about two months or so, I seem to feel nice and comfortable grabbing inside my first six picks, and this is a little deviation from what I usually do, but inside my first six or seven picks, I've got two starters in there. Um, okay. I've been doing that too. Yeah, and, and I feel comfy with that, you know, grabbing like Sale or Kluber, uh, you know, at that, you know, at, at the turn there in the second round, and then when it comes back around to me, then I start looking and I'm like, oh, okay, there's Jose Abreu, he's around, or oh, crap, nobody took Freddie Freeman. Let me grab him and jump on him. Uh, or then I'll hit the outfielders, and I'll pair it up, and I'll do like Yelich and Benintendi or Justin Upton and Benintendi, uh, and I'll make sure that I, uh, that I focus in on that. So by that end of that f- those first seven rounds, I have like two starters. Um, I have my first baseman. I've got a couple of outfielders, and then, then it just kind of depends on the way the rest of the draft goes. How are you balancing your speed? Are you going in the elite territory of trying to get a D Gordon, a Billy Hamilton, or 
Uh, are you piecemealing, as we like to call it, our term, stuff and things type of players, guys that are going to have power speed combos, maybe like, you know, Yelich would be one of those guys. Buxton might be a little bit more elite. Or are you going maybe that third route where you don't focus on it and you go super late and take VR into Lino to Shields? How are you approaching speed? Um, I kind of mix it up a little bit because it, it all depends on on those first couple of rounds. I, I'll take a D Gordon. I don't mind taking a D Gordon, but I'm not going to sit there and, you know, use my second round pick on him. Uh, so, I mean, he's been taken a lot, you know, in the beginning of the third round. So if I'm picking around there, well, it just obviously depends on who else is there. What I like to do is I like the guys who you're talking about here. Buxton who steals some bases, Yelich who steals some bases. Then you can go late and grab like a Bradley Zimmer because he's yep. going to steal 20 to 30 bases this year. And then if you're just kind of floating around, you're hanging out in that like 10th, 11th, 12th round, uh, Malik Smith. Yep. Uh, is is another you know high end you know he's got the potential to be a high end speed guy but he's not going to cost you I mean who would you rather have Billy Hamilton or Malik Smith I think they're both pretty much the same player I'll take Malik Smith then a little bit later a lot bit later it make, <laughs> yeah it makes sense I mean a lot of those guys are targets of mine I throw Manny Margot in there as another one oh uh, I love him so much yeah he's uh, dude it's unreal and you know Howard we're out here in Arizona. I've I've spent a, a little bit over at Peoria, and every time I see him, it just I'm like I'm like the little I heart emoji. That's all that I get. That's <laughs> probably a little too creepy. Uh, speaking of Malik Smith, you got any other late sleepers for us? We talked a little bit earlier about kind of post 200 players that we were focusing on uh, that we both you know were kind of primed on guys like Sensu Chu, Odubel Herrera, um, Malik Smith was one that we talked about. You got some late post call it 200 pick guys that you're kind of honing in on that you kind of see as sleepers? Well, they're all kind of catching a little bit of buzz, or maybe I think they're catching a little bit of buzz just because, uh, you know, everybody sees me grabbing them in these mock drafts. Um, I love the fact that everybody's leaving me Jason Kipnis till the 17th round. Yeah. I love that. Um, Yoshihisa Hirano, your guys – Closer of the season because no, don't do that to me, Howard. It's going to be Archie. Don't do the Hirano. It's not going to be Archie. Hirano's look like garbage in spring. He's a Hirano's a soft tosser. We we saw Hirano uh, a couple weeks ago, and as soon as I saw him, I was like, no way they put this guy as the closer. He's he, he looked like a soft tosser. It, it is is a hundred percent going to be Archie. He will be at some point your closer because that, what will happen sounds is like is a that, bet to me, fellas. Howard. You want? Oh, should we do right. a Pete bet? A Pete? Uh, a saves Pete bet? I, I can definitely do a saves Pete bet. I will Uh-oh. bet you that Hirano leads the Diamondbacks and saves this year. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that bet with Archie Bradley, oh, and then I guarantee God. you Monday morning they're gonna say Archie Bradley's gonna be the primary setup guy. Okay, I'm going to take that bet. What is the bet? Can we do the not Bob, 40 people? Bob, Bob, do you want a piece of Brad Boxberger in this no, one? No, I do not. I am I am out. I'm paying <laughs> up on this bet this year. I am out on this one. I say, why don't you guys go up? Uh, how about three pieces of garlic for uh, for Howard versus 50 peeps for the Welsh? 50? Oh, F off. What are you talking oh, I'm about? Just, we're doing 40 this year. You should step it up for next year, right? I'll do 42 for Jackie Robinson. I'll do 42. Maybe there that's you enough. go. And what do what? I do? Like four full cloves of garlic plus two little chunks? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Set that up. I like oh my it. God. Ooh, I got an idea. You have to eat four peeps with garlic inside the peep. Oh, I love that. So oh, it's really? just, um, I, yeah, I mean, that would probably make it easier for him. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Never mind. <laughs> he knows how to, he knows how to, you know, work the peeps without having to taste anything, I'm sure, at this point. Um, so it's just flat-out saves. Save totals. Flat, save totals. There you go. Is there See, any really buyout well, for injury here? Like if if Archie Bradley blows out his arm in week two, is it yeah, now Yeah, significant injury to, doesn't count. Significant it, injury for either one doesn't count. Yeah, that, that just wipes the bet out. Okay. There's, no, there's, Bob, no, there's no need for a buyout. We're doing it all wrong, too. What we should be doing is we should be like, we should be taking advantage of this scenario. We should be like, this bet, Howard, we have to do it on Sirius XM on your show. <laughs> That's how you smartly do the whole thing. But okay, so what is the bet? I'm going to eat like 42 like Jackie peeps. Robinson's numbers oh. worth of peeps. You just said 42. Okay, you know, and then what's how? But it's Howard, retired, you like and then you're going to have to retire. Howard, what do you not like? What do I not like? Yeah, dude, is there something? Because I, like, I feel like you're kind of embracing the garlic. 
Who doesn't love garlic? And it's medicinal. It makes me feel good. Tell me what you want. I'll tell you what. I've got a shellfish allergy. Well, so I don't. So no, I don't well, eat I don't any. You. So so I don't eat any seafood at all. So we can we can just eliminate seafood. If you want to pick something else out, you want me to lick that white dog? Sh- I'll lick that white dog. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that. You know what we'll do? It'll be like a w- 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 uh, lick, lick the dog sh- or uh, you have to have like me on your show for an hour. That'll be my win for you. What? And then you'll clearly do the dog. Sh- you don't you don't uh, eat four pieces of garlic on the regular, do you? No, I don't. That's still going to no. be horrible. So my, yeah, my, my wife hates garlic. So I, you know, I limit it, but I love the taste. So that's what about it. like but, what about like hot peppers? Ooh, that's dangerous. Like, you yeah. know. Like a ghost pepper. No, not a ghost oh. pepper. That's too much. But I don't, what about I don't even know. What about a habanero? One habanero oh. versus forty two peeps. All right, done. Oh, I feel like this is weighted not in my area. This is dangerous. All right. I'm just I'm checking the Scoville scale right now to see where the habanero is. When Are we I talking worked, about just a regular habanero? Yeah, just a regular habanero pepper. When I worked at uh, the grocery store. The Welsh, I think you remember this. I used to pay the baggers five bucks to eat a habanero pepper because they didn't know how hot it was. And one kid actually said, well, I mean, I feel like I was giving them a life lesson, you know, uh, <laughs> one to not actually, trust you. <laughs> one could actually said, how hot can a pepper be? Oh, well, I mean, you Famous just asked last for words, it. right? Famous yeah. last words. All right. Well, hey, that's perfect. We got a bet to follow this year. That's a, and, and were there any more, by the way, any late guys that you wanted? Uh, we kind of interrupted with our amazing bet. Were there any other late sleepers? Uh, Tyler Chatwood, don't sleep on him. Oh, yeah. Didn't he have eight strikeouts the other day? Uh, nine, actually, which was yeah. uh, just a fantastic outing there, which, yeah, pisses me off that he's looking real good in this spring because I think that now that he's out of Colorado, uh, he's going to be pitching with a lot more confidence. Uh, really attacking the uh, the hitters right from the onset and pounding the strike zone a lot more. Something that he obviously shied away from when he was in Colorado. So uh, I love him. I love him for this year. I love it. That is Howard Bender. You can find him on Twitter, obviously at Roto Buzz Guy, and you can listen to him on SiriusXM four to six Eastern. Uh, Monday through Friday. Can't beat that. And you can find all the great content, not just from Howard, but the entire crew that uh, you've put together, Howard, over at Fantasy Alarm is fantastic. I highly suggest all of their content. And uh, if, you know, if, if you should be listening to Howard. Like, I wanted to say, like, if you're in the San Francisco area, you should go meet up at, like, Todd's place, our bar, and you should buy Howard a drink because I had a fantastic time at our bar hanging out with, uh, with Howard. And I wish we could do it again, which we're going to kind of do it here in just a second. It's time for Bogman to pay up. Mm. Uh, you might hear some clips, depending how it goes. We might have a little uh, reel here for you, but it's definitely going to be on the YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube.com slash in this league as Bogman pays up the bet. Howard, we appreciate your time as always. And are you ready for Bogman to suffer? Oh, I'm definitely ready. I got to go to the website right now. Well, a um, little time removed, you know, over Behind the curtain, everyone knows this isn't like directly after Bogman threw up. There's a little bit of time. I had to race to the other studio so we can get Paul on who's coming on in a second. But uh, Bogman, you didn't look good. Your voice was struggling. Yeah, my um, I've never thrown up peeps before, believe it or not. So um, I didn't realize that the same crunchiness you get on the peep going oh. down is going to also then come back up. Oh, so. My throat is killing me. Gross. Crazy. Overall, how is your, um, how is, uh, your uh, mental state after that? You know, it's not, it's not horrible. I, I think I was telling this uh, you know, before. I, um, I've never like, had something where I throw up and I instantly feel better. Yeah. So, I had that when I remember my workout. When we, I started the workout thing, I yeah. ate, and then I was an idiot, and 15 minutes later I worked out. And then after I got, I've done got working out, I uh, completely threw up, and I just I felt great after. Right, right. So I've, I'm used to barfing from, like, either really horrible food poisoning or uh, alcohol. Drinking. Yeah. So, which, you know, you throw up from alcohol, you feel better. I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah, I think I'm better at holding down pasta than I am sugar. So, um yeah, I don't know, man. It it's not fun. So you did good. I, if if you can make it uh, last throughout the day, I would suggest that, like Howard said, 
But if you kind of have to do it in one sitting with everybody there, then on video it's going to be rough. Yeah, yeah it's going to be rough. Well, I'm proud of you. You uh, you lived up to it. Howard tweeted out he was proud of you. I mean, you done good, Bogman, and you had uh, some great, great vomit sounds. <laughs> well, uh, maybe you can make them into a ring. I mean, uh, they're already going to be better than. Like I think they might be better. I might start using her. So uh, there you go, Bogman. That's you. In this league overtime. Want more? Go to inthisleague.com. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. In this league overtime. Want more? Go to inthisleague.com. Here's Bogman and the Welsh. Let's talk fantasy baseball. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says in this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. All right, we're back. Back from all the chaos, the madness, which was Scott Bogman throwing up everywhere. (laughs) It was incredible. It was an incredible moment. But Paul Spohr is on. Speaking of incredible moments, to actually discuss this and discuss more beautiful things to have on uh, the best in the biz. He is Paul Spore. Find him on Twitter at Spore. You can catch him over on the Twitch doing all of his stuff that gets me, infuriatingly gets me locked in for like, I'm just like trying to do my life. And then I see Paul's like, hey, I'm playing a game. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that out for a minute. And then like two hours later, I'm like, God damn it. Uh, but that's what Spore <laughs> does. He does, the, he does the long podcast. He does all the great content. And you get me stuck on video games, dude. I mean, you see, you see why it's why it's a draw. You know, it's funny watching all the uh, the old get off my lawn folks like, oh, Drake playing video games with somebody. This is so irrelevant, and it's just like, listen, you might not like it, but until you actually watch a Twitch stream, shut the hell up about it. Yeah. Like, watch one, see. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But the people that claim that that's stupid and they don't like it without ever. Watching one, it's remarkably. Well, I told you, I said I got stuck into like watching you play stupid basketball game, and like it's I'm supposed to be watching sport with the baseball at this point. Like I just don't have I don't I have a PS3 that I haven't turned on for three years. I want to play video games. I have a kid that's probably right in that range, but I'm almost afraid to open up the floodgates of video games and get back into it because I'm I have an obsessive personality, and I'm afraid I'm gonna just go, just fall into it. I'm more of a cam soda guy, so <laughs> free cam uh, soda guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So maybe some free cams, maybe some cam I mean, soda. You know, <laughs> it, 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 like on a level, it is that it's obviously a different draw, right? You guys both like to live stream. That's for I sure. mean, it's the same sort of thing of you know live streaming your personality, either showing some um, you know potential expertise or at least some sort of quality at video games or. Using your attraction, uh, Paul. Do you what, take you know, tokens? Whatever. Do you take tokens? <laughs> no, no, no. People donate straight cash. Straight, straight cash, cash homie. homie. That's right. How's the uh, How's the Spore World Tour going? I see. I like. I swear to God, like you just. There's no rest for the weary for you. You are one of the hardest working dudes out there doing Appreciate all the pods that. like you do. And I see um, you're just a nice guy. And you, it seems like you say, you know, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the shows, and you make people shows. You make our shows when you do it. And how's that going? You're just doing everything. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. I try to I try to make time when asked, because um, I'm always happy to help. And this busy time of year, of course. I mean, we're really we're really starting to get into it, and it's great. Obviously, we've had draft weekends here these past couple weekends. This one's going to be a huge one. Headed to New York. To- tomorrow very soon are you doing tout um yeah tout and yeah. then the main event on sunday so i'm pretty excited about that 
Good. We just caught you. That's uh, okay. That's perfect. I mean, it doesn't help also when you do like three or four hour podcasts, Paul, but I'm just saying like that's hey, the content though. Those, those are, yeah, those are fun though. I'm I like not going to get me a whole, through a whole day of work. So that's what I'm saying, what do you think? Um, do we even comment on this? What do you think about Bogman eating the peeps? Oh, it's disgusting. It's I like mean, the worst thing ever. I, I don't mind peeps. Like I, I don't mind a peep. Like, I feel like I'll pee, but I'm like, okay, that was good. I got what I needed there. About um, 40 of you them. Know, a sugar buzz, but a 40, that's that's horrific. Like, that oh. is so, so egregious. I'm sorry you had to go through that. And I feel partly responsible because I'm sure that uh, <laughs> my love of Masahiro Tanaka didn't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hurt you when, uh, so when making that So what bad, are you saying, but, Paul? You want to finish the other 16 peeps that I didn't get to? Or? <laughs> a singular chance that I, I made. I made uh, the listeners know this, but you don't know this. Um, I made a bet with Howard on the show right at the end before. It was completely natural, too, because uh, he sa- he thinks Hirano is going to lead the Diamondbacks in saves, and I think that is just atrocious, and I can't I can't buy into it. I think that's going to be Bradley's job. And uh, if I lose and Hirano has more saves, I have to out-peep-eat Bogman. Jeez. Oh, I'm a little bit worried after watching the video. Get yourself roped into this. I know. What do you think the my peeps. odds are? Oh, I mean, they're they're pretty good. I I would think that they're in your favor right now, but you know they can go sideways. Bullpens can go sideways there, so it's not as much of an advantage as it should be. You know, know. if you really just right. think of it talent wise, you would think you have a bigger dollar, you know, uh, point spread advantage. How, however, the money line would be in Vegas, but when you really break it down with the craziness of saves, you're you're, I mean. It's pretty uh, close to – well, you have two of the guys, though, right? He only has Hirano. No, I only have Bradley, and, and so, he has Hirano. Oh, okay, okay. So Boxberger could just make it a draw. Yeah, he would just vo- uh, null and void the whole thing, as would a major okay. injury. If a major injury happens, we both agreed if, like, you know, Bradley, you know, tears his UCL or something like What's that. What's major, more than a month? I would say, yeah, we actually probably should have discussed that. I think, like <laughs> – that's a good question. I think a hangnail. Yeah, I'm going to say, say a seven-day so. DL at this point, but maybe like <laughs> I say a month to six weeks. I would is say a month. Yeah, that's that's pretty difficult to. And I, I I still do think that it's if Bro- if Boxberger comes in and gets more saves than both of them, that doesn't have anything to do with your bet. It's still Bradley versus Hirano. So if oh, Bradley yeah, winds yeah, up yeah. with five, Hirano gets two, and Boxberger gets thirty, you still win. Oh, I like that. I, I think that I like that too. You should make sure that's stipulated though, so that he understands as well and agrees to those terms. Yeah. We'll, he we'll, didn't even remember winning my bet. He won't no. remember. No, oh, that's so, hilarious. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, isn't that better, Paul? That's great. Well, you can it? go and watch it at our YouTube. YouTube.com slash in this league. You can watch Bogman in the suffering. Did, did Chris remind him? No, Bogman did it. Bogman was the uh, one that he's a man, of, my word. He's a man of his word. That's right. That's exactly. Right. We, we pay our debts here. We pay our debts here. I mean, I'll try to avoid it at all costs, but uh, <laughs> Bogman paid up and uh, he gave the people what they wanted. No disappointment. So uh, as you do, Mr. Paul Spohr. And uh, how, about, how about this? First question. You can kind of intertwine even a little bit of part of the conversation we're having. I've got a duo conversation for you. Uh, a player debate, if you will, just like our book that you were so kind to take part in. I think I gave you accolades for this last time. I don't know if you've been on since our book. Have you been on since our book was released? I feel like I might have been, yes. Okay, because I just I, I said it last time, and actually we did a secret show that, I po- uh, that just got posted today for the ITL Army, and I gave you kudos in it because I thought it was really cool. One of the things that meant a lot to us was you were single-handedly and easily the first person to you almost instant responded to me saying i am i am 100 percent in and it meant a lot and i gave you kudos in that episode for the army but just giving it to you again that you know you're our boy and i appreciate uh how willing you were and uh didn't help the sales but uh you uh you hooked us up i'm happy hey like honestly first year or something like that like i didn't i didn't even get like anything for the sp guide for the first few years it was just like one of these things that i was kind of doing and then people were like you know you could sell this and i was like well maybe and so yeah i mean the fact that you even did any sales those people they probably loved it and they'll tell other people so it i mean it's like one of those snowball things yeah let's hope so exactly but okay so duo now just like the player debates here give me the better duo Corey kluber and carlos carrasco or Ninja and Drake on Fortnite. <laughs> That's funny. Um, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the two Cleveland Indians. Are Although, you sure? I'll say this, man. Ninja and Ninja, Drake were doing business when they were on the solos. That's well, and Ninja obviously can oh, carry duos. quite a bit. He's he's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I you will guys say, are man, speaking like a foreign language. Bogman has no idea what this is. I got I got <laughs> roped really into funny. it. I got roped into it. Your boy Juju Smith Schuster was out there. Bogman, uh, Travis Scott, I think was it was yep. Travis Scott. Yep. And uh, Drake and this dude Ninja and Kim.com was in there at one point. I feel, was there. I feel like Kim. Mark Com's. Marin. I'm like, what are these Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kim.com seems to have set up the, the meeting too, based on uh, I saw that, that. He tweeted out. So it's wild. Hey, and like know, Logic was it, out there. Like they're, they're, Logic he, was saying, let me yeah. get in there. Yeah, they were trying to get um, Yachty. Well, Yachty. So it, it was crazy. Hey, I will say this. You know, Ninja, obviously, he's this dude, he's streaming. For those that don't know. Um, Never heard of him Twitch. before that. Never heard of him in my life like, before that. He's just having the most insane moment. He's killing it. Fortnite is the game he plays, and it's just he's having just this insane, insane moment, and it's really cool. And I was, it was really impressive to see him like not even be one percent starstruck by hanging with those guys. You know, they were in his domain. He's unbelievably good at that game, and so I'm sure that helps ease the nerves a little bit. But he he was really chill, and uh, it, it'd be hard not to geek out. Have you ever seen anything like that, by the way? Sorry, this is not fancy baseball, but I think people <laughs> but people listen to Paul, they're going to have some understanding. Have you ever seen something like that where over 600,000 people were watching oh, this game? I've most, never seen something like that. It's the most on Twitch. He's setting records. And um, I mean, that honestly, like, I don't want to be over the top about it, but that was absolutely monumental for streaming and video games last night. Like, I mean, Bogman, was, think about that for a minute, Box. Six, over 600,000 people were sitting watching this game be played and I actually I think that in. would crash Cam Soda, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, you can maybe sixty on yours. But I was watching right as Kim.com was like coming off and he was like, let's get this to a million. And they killed themselves because they had a bunch of like issues getting Juju on and they were waiting and people got out. But over 600,000 people and you had celebrities of different walks going, dude, Carl Anthony And I could get one girl in high school to come over and watch me play video games. (laughs) No, you're getting... You believe that? And you're getting people watching you eat peeps. That's what people want to see. That's true. But um, (laughs) Carl Anthony Towns was out there talking about like... Eat streams. Yeah, he was like That's he was great. like Ninja is better than than anybody, and he's on a different level. Like, think of just all the people that were acclimated into one area. Like, I was waiting because I, Paul, I think you're a big deal in that way. I was waiting for Ninja to bring you on. That's what I wanted to see. No, 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 no. Um, but it it honestly it's huge. It has ripples even in even in our little MLB the Show community. Um, just. That alone, the way it the way it kind of touched across the culture uh, on on Twitter and everything, gets people that have uh, an idea of what you're talking about when you say you stream or you're on Twitch. Like it's it's permeating. I, I've seen it now for a little while um, as more and more athletes start streaming. I mentioned Carl Anthony Towns does. There's a lot of basketball players, football players, Juju. of prominence. Not all at you know Carl Anthony Towns height, but a lot of like name players. T Pain. Uh, also streams the rapper and it's it's a big deal it, it's, it's i'll really tell you a big deal. it was actually probably similar to podcast moment with serial you know when serial came out and legitimized yeah. podcast for a lot of people that was probably the the streaming's version of that so okay but enough of sure. that obviously no, it, it, Bog, it was huge. It was huge. bogman's already <laughs> uh, been nauseous so he doesn't know what's going on what about uh, <laughs> you did mention that since we did mention kluber and carrasco I found them really interesting, by the way. We had uh, Vlad Sedler on a little while back, and Vlad had mentioned that he thought Car- he said on the show that Carrasco would finish higher than Kluber this season. So what do you think just about the duo, just since we brought them up, even though that was definitely more about Ninja and Drake? Yeah, I mean, that's really going to just depend. That's just going to be a health play there. Um, and I think most of us favor Kluber on that end just because he's shown that he can hold up for the uh, for, for the 200 multiple times, four years running, whereas Carrasco got his first just last year, and it was 200 on the dot. So I think that's really what, what it boils down to. But but saying that is not crazy. You're just saying, hey, I'm, I'm rolling the dice on a Kluber injury and Carrasco staying healthy, and then it can easily happen. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Just on what the about 
what about uh, Granky? Uh, we asked Howard to the Granky news came down, you know, his Wednesday started, he left because of the groin injury. Um, we've seen the velocity dip, but he had the velocity dip last season and, uh, you know, 17 and seven. That's another bet I would have lost with the help of, of Paul Spore, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because the gut feeling was that Granky wasn't going to be, uh, very good. That might've been the year before though. I, I, I think I'm, it was I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I might be getting my Granky years mixed up. I was off. His first year, and, and he was last that year, right. yeah, and and of the first year of the deal, and then last year he started to become a value because people jumped way too far, yeah, okay, down, and it was like, well, why not take a shot to see? I'm wondering if if Cole Hamels is that this year. I I, I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I'm tentative on it. It is not a is not a firm like give me a couple shares the ground. But I, I think I want to take a shot. Yep. I, I don't know. Me I just with love you. Cole Hamels. Yeah, I think I'm, that's part I'm of right it. there with you. Dude, do but you think... That, oh, yeah, sorry, go well, ahead. Uh, yeah, now that Granke has this this um, velocity thing and the groin injury, he's going to yeah. slip in drafts that are happening this weekend and next weekend because he's probably going to miss opening date. Do you think he's going to become a value at this point? I mean, it's certainly possible um, depending on where he falls. I think he had looked pretty good with the velocity and everything prior to the injury in that uh, in that most recent start for Grinky. So that's going to kind of mitigate it. I do think he he, he is going to fall. Um, there's going to be rooms where, where there's believers, but I guess that's kind of stating the obvious because there's always going to be different rooms. But I think for Truthers. the yeah for the by and large, he will fall a little bit. And if you're talking about getting Grinky, I don't know, pick. Um, 65 or later i think i'm really starting to jump at that point i'm with you on that kind of tracking at 50 overall and i'm usually saying you know what i'll take martinez or archer or nola quintana or cole or paxton all guys that are going b- behind him but if he starts to fall down toward them uh, I, I jump back in like i'm not too concerned on the velocity i'm a little bit more concerned on the hamstring right I, i've mentioned this a couple times and just we're going kind of themey here with what we talked about but i mentioned to howard and bogman i talked about it that granky's just such an anomaly where you know we have been uh predominantly kind of hit with the humidor conversation all off season and once it came down you know obviously it's it's honed in on hitters and uh, there's a whole take there, but you know, pitchers presumably all take the positive. Everyone likes Robbie Ray more. Tywin Walker gets a boost here, but Granky to me is the one anomaly where you would take like if you t- if you took a healthy good Granky from last year and you put the humidor in, I think people are going to boost him up a couple notches higher, like in that forty range. Like you might be you might be comfortable taking him around the Degrom Severino type of area. I'm just theoretically talking. But you got that humidor, and then you add the injury stuff in, and it's almost like they're all counteracting each other, and people don't know what to do. And when the humidor is this thing that everyone's saying, hey, this is going to benefit all the pitchers. This was In This League Overtime. Some of the best from the In This League podcasts. Looking for more? Visit InThisLeague.com right now.